Hey guys, what's up, what's up, what's up? We have another episode of the Sports Dudes. Today is our first two interview day. First, we are going to interview Julian Gallardi of the GNT Podcast. James, how's it going, man? Yeah, we just about to, this show's about to be cracking, man. That is fantastic. Um, let me yeah. So momentarily, we are we are about to have Julian, and and we're gonna have Julian on. And don't forget, he is on. He has his own podcast, GNT GNT Sports Talk. You can catch that there. These guys do great work. Now we're about. I'm about to bring in our guest. Great. Hey Julian, how's it going, man? Good, good, good. So, how hyped are you to look forward to this Yankees Astro series? It's gonna be a big series. We've been waiting for it all year, and tomorrow's final, the first game. I'm extremely excited for it. What do you think of the rotation with Paxton and what's with Tanaka? Um, Paxton and Severino. Severino, what do you think of the rotation? I actually like it. I was saying in the group chat earlier that, that that's how I would do it. Because I definitely want some Rocket game one because I feel he's the best big game pitcher. I want Pax for game two because I feel he can combat for a little better because he provides more length. And then Sevy game three makes some sense because he's the third best pitcher I would say right now. Uh, I totally would agree, and we haven't we haven't figured out who's going to left off, who's going to be left off the um, the roster in the LCS. But would you bring Hicks back? And if you're bringing Hicks back, who are you taking out? It's a tough decision. I would bring Hicks back. I mean, I feel like you have to. He's part of the team, and he's really good when he's out there. So it's a tough decision between Boy and Major because we have so many outfielders. But if we're looking at production, I probably do Boy. If we're looking at like the standpoint of like the infielders and outfielders, then it's probably Major. I don't know. It, it'd be tough to be because Maven has been so, hasn't been like a nice front club. And I, I would be more apropos to just get rid of, get rid of Voight because, you know, and if you, and if you bring in CC, you know, I'm probably getting Tyler Lyons to get up, you know, get up. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was not too bad. I think that's an easy one. <laughs> it, it, it is. Now the now the lineup though, would you the lineup that has been working well for us and has it has been has really well against the Twins, but now we're playing Houston and Houston's pitching is a way better than Minnesota's. Would you keep the same lineup? Would you switch it? Like what would you do with the line? Well, it would really depend because Hicks if if Hicks is in it, it changes. I don't know exactly how they what they would do, but I would keep it the same because it's been working, and I think we got, I like how Jordan that breaks up the righties and stuff. It's assuming Hicks is made, I'm guessing. Mm. Yeah, because the thing, no, I think I think they're gonna probably bring Hicks more to defensive replacement than as say it's him in their lineup. That's what I think. Yeah, it could be. I don't know if they'll start him right away. That's a good point. Yeah. Now, Houston. Houston's been a team that's been, um, Houston's been a thorn in our side. I mean, they beat us in 2015, they beat us in 2017, and they have been so pesky. And I think game one is crucial because you want to bring, you want to put the doubt that in Houston that, you know, not only can we beat you at Yankee Stadium, we can also beat you there. Would you say game one is a must win? In my opinion, yeah, because you know, Zach Greinke, he's the worst of the big three, who's kind of able to beat him. 
I think you've got to set the tone early and show you the wins out there. They've had enough with that, man. We haven't played well. And we have the start times for Game 3, Game 4. Game 3 is 4.08, a weird, weird time. Game 4 is 8.08. Game 5 is 8.08. Game 6 is 4.08 or 3.08. But if the NLCS is over, then they'll go back to the primetime slot. Game Game 7 would be 7.38 or 6.38. Yep. Game game four for both Yankees and Astros is to be determined because at 
obviously depends how this series goes. Like if yeah. if if the Yankees are down, I'm pretty sure they're not gonna go to a bullpen game. If the Astros are down, I'm pretty sure they're not gonna go to a bullpen game. Who knows? If if the Astros are down two to one, they might they might have to pitch Granky game 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 four. So I really like that. Same thing with the Yanks. If 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 they're down game four, they may have to say, "Hey Moss, come on, man, let's go." You know, so it just depends. I wouldn't say game one is a must win because you know you you can now you can't go to New York 0-2, but you don't you, you don't have to beat Verlander, but you do have to get his pitch count up. If you get that pitch count up. He's not gonna go to starts with a hundred pitches in this series because they're gonna need him for a potential game six plus the World Series. The reason, yeah. I, the reason why I said a game one is a is, is a must for because it's Zach Greinke and you know Zach Greinke compared to the other two is 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 the worst of two pitchers. If you're able to get at him. Then, you know, you go brave and you go and you, yeah, you drive a bird and it's shot in game two because they're going to need for a potential game six. But if you can beat Granky in, in Houston, that's a win for you because you won't just. Because what you're doing is you're stealing home field advantage. Yeah, I totally agree, man. That's why it's Miles Day. And I think that we, if we steal home field, we'll have a great chance for the series. Too many people are shitting on Granky. He is a guy that's going to go into the Hall of Fame. I don't care that he got lit up against the Rays. I don't care that Verlander got lit up against the Rays. That does not matter. I, I know. Um, Julian, before we let you go, because I know you're enjoying your birthday, and I don't want to keep you on too long, what's your prediction for the series? I would say, let's do Yankees in six. Yankees in six? We like that. We like that, man. Julian, get on out of here, man. Enjoy your birthday. <laughs> All right, on, man. Have a happy birthday, bro. Thank you. It's a good right. Yes, sir. Yeah, definitely will have a joy. Wow. Okay. We uh yeah. we uh could have changed it up, you know. So 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 he could have had more time. <laughs> uh, he he was only he was only allowed ten minutes because of his birthday dinner. No, I know, but. Uh, but but we could have changed the time though we could have changed the day you know. The thing is, you know, he really was. I th- he said he really wanted to come on today. If I, you know, but it was still a good interview. Oh yeah, no no, it was it was. I know. I mean, I was trying to figure out what time was good for him. I mean, he he wanted to get that down, and you know, I'm, I'm sure like next like I'm sure next time we can get him on, it'll be longer than ten minutes. But hey, it was it was good. It it, was ab- good. it absolutely was. It was. I mean, you know, I'm sure our next guest later on will be pretty entertaining. And you know what I mean? Absolutely. She got some bones to pick with you, man. Well, you know what it is. Um, I I don't really mind Pam too much because at at the end of the day, I know it's just pure love, but it's also like. She hates the Patriots so much that also she loves she loves the Patriots. I think I think she spends more time 
I I think she spends more time hating on Tom Brady and the Patriots than than she does loving home bills. Oh my gosh! Oh my god! You yeah. know. Oh my God! Oh, man, she's got a long <laughs> Well, Pam, when you hear this, I I want you to have that expression on his face, like how the nerve, and I'll say, "Damn straight, girl." Pam, <laughs> she said it. Ooh. Oh Cause at the God. end of the day, Pam, at the end of the day. Who won that week four matchup? Thank you very much. You already know the answer. Who cares? Who cares that Brady played a bad game? Who won the game? That's all that matters. You know, when we get you back on here, and later on, you know, you get to have all the fun. You get to have all the fun with... Pam, you better save your energy because I'm coming after you. I'm gonna ruin your nightmares. I'm gonna make, I'm gonna potentially, potentially make you cry. Cause at the end of the day, the Bills will not make the playoffs. They are the Buffalo Bills. They are the shit at, on the bottom of my shoes till it's different. Till it's different. I don't care. I don't care that they're four and one. I do not care. I do not care. Hey, hey, the San Francisco 49ers have a better record than you. They are 4-0. The Buffalo Bills have lost four consecutive Super Bowls in a row. Four, four, that's four, that's cuatro. Four straight consecutive Super Bowls in a row. Josh Allen sucks. Sure, sure he throws the ball far. He throws the ball 20 yards past the receivers. That's, wh- that's why the Patriots picked him apart. Stephon Gilmore said, hey, Josh Allen. Come over to my house, bro, because I'm going to pick you, son. You suck, Josh Allen. You suck. Yes, your defense is otherworldly, but you suck, Josh Allen. And that's why you got concussed, because you're a fucking idiot. Instead of sliding like a smart man, because you you think you can stretch over and get that first down, Jonathan Jones laid you fucking out cold. He laid you out cold so bad. You were sleeping. You didn't return. So, Pam, come. I welcome you. Come, come, cause all it is is hate. Tom Brady, you can't. Who cares about the respect? It's about the W's, the W's. That's it. I, I am not a family member of Tom Brady. I, and and he's a great guy. He's a great father. He's a, he's an entrepreneurial spirit. But it's about the W's. I have no ownership in the Patriots. I honestly, I do not care if 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 Stephon Gilmore. Wanted to slap idiots around on, on on the corner of the street. He's a patriot. On the sidelines, I care now. I I don't want any patriots to rape women. I don't want any patriot to hit women. I don't want any patriot to kill people. So yes, as soon as Aaron Hernandez was arrested, what happened? He got cut. All right, he was no longer a patriot. Now now the Antonio Brown situation. Hey, they took a shot. But but as he soon as he wants to be a patriot, he wants to be back. As soon as more info came out, what happened? He got cut. So yes, and who cares about the cheating allegations? The flake gate, I will say, dead non-issue. Tom Brady's not a cheater. Bill Belichick cheated, but do not put that on Tom Brady. How dare you do that? And again, 
What has the Buffalo Bills accomplished lately? I'm waiting. You're you're not even on the podcast yet, and I'm waiting. And I'll wait at 9.30. I'll wait at 10.30. I'll wait at 11 o'clock. I'll wait when it's February 2nd watching my Patriots in another Super Bowl game for a fourth straight year. Okay? Listen, come at me, son. I'm ready. The stove is getting hot. And I'm going to burn you up. I'm going to burn you up so bad. Every time you come on to a future podcast, you're going to be like, I'm sorry. I apologize for ever getting the stove that hot. Uh, I, I like to say, I still love you. <laughs> now, I'm sorry that when I went up to enemy territory, or as he likes to call it, God's country. It is God's country. country. Beautiful Gillette Stadium, and you saw that W last night, bud. <laughs> God Sam is the Yankee Stadium. But I digress. Now, Pam, I still love you. And I'm going to say this. And I will tell you as I said in my analysis earlier in the day. Tom Brady is a 43-year-old 42-year-old quarterback. Stop trying to make this man 43 years old, bro. Jeez. (laughs) Tom Brady, I'm so sorry for my coach trying to age you, man. I'll age you to 50, damn it, Tom. But, um, But look. Tom Brady is a 42-year-old quarterback. Tom Brady did not have the best game. But what makes Tom Brady better than most quarterbacks is what he don't got in physical ability, he makes up for with cerebral smarts. The man is is like a surgeon. He knows that I... I can't keep up with these young kids. These young D-backs are going to get me, so I'm going to run the ball. Tom Brady ain't mobile. But I, want pe- I just want people to understand. What have you seen Tom Brady run for, like, you know, quarterback scramble? Not often. Yes, he had two rushing touchdowns, but, you know, let's, let's take into account that Tom Brady rushed for, like, sneaked into it on a couple of fourth and one plays, and he snuck into the end zone twice, so, you know, yeah. Two rushing touchdowns, he didn't sneak in, he didn't sneak in, two rushing touchdowns, for a total of how many points? Twelve, and what's on the back of his jersey? Twelve, because he is just a god. Yeah, and um, and Boston, the Boston Red Sox are at the ALCS, so which one is lying? Anyways, but um, I digress. And look, I love you, man. You know you're more than welcome to be on this show. I love you. I'm going to defend you for a moment. We not talk, all right, so it's, we, we, we want to talk around it. But, you know, my, my partner, Tom Bayless, I'm going to call you Tom Bayless now because he's being like a skin Bayless. You're Tom Bayless now. Seems to, seems to be all focusing on the Brady's accomplishments. Well, I'm going to be saying sharp, and I'm going to tell you this, man. Tom Brady is good. Tom Brady is the best to ever do it. But Father Time is creeping up on you. Tom, Father Time is creeping up on Tom Brady. Well, uh, didn't he win a Super Bowl at 41? And, and at 39? And, and at 37? You owe me two cases, brother. Tom Bayless, Tom Bayless, Tom Bayless, relax yourself, Tom Bayless. <laughs> oh, now, I'm watching you get burned, so how can I watch myself? <laughs> now look, we, 
we recognize that Tom Brady is one of the best to ever do it. But right now, Brady is only a top 10 quarterback. He ain't better than my homeboy. But uh, don't he hone my homeboy two times? He seen that homeboy and he said, yo, homeboy. What follow me behind my ass cause I own you, son. Two times I seen you and I owned you, boy. The last time the last time the Patriots played my homeboy and the last time my homeboy was on the field, he had the lead. So it wasn't my homeboy. Who was the last person to leave that field? Who was the last person to be thrown up in the air going to another Super Bowl? Look, we can talk about Brady and how great he is. But you didn't answer the question, man. Answer the question, Claire. Look, I, I get it. The Patriots won. I get it. The Patriots won. That's won. all that matters. He was so good, Mahomes never even got to see that field again. He never saw it. He was sitting on the sidelines while all his pathetic fan bases were trying to set, s put lasers in his eye. That's how pathetic that fan base is. Hold up, hold up. Let, let, uh, let's throw the roll for a minute there. Like, Brady is good. He's 6-0. He's, he's the top of the division. The Patriots look like they're going to be the number one seed again. It looks like they're going to have to host another AFC championship again. Let, let's, let's, let's take it to account over the last 20 years. How, can, we, can we look at how bad the AFC East has been since 2000. Is that Tom Brady's fault? I, I did not say it was Tom Brady's fault. There we go. Then that's all that matters. Well, I'm going to ask you a trivia question. Since 2000, there have been two... There have been two teams that won the AFC East. Who are those teams? The shitty Miami Dolphins. That's one. And the pathetic... The pathetic trash New York Jets. Ding, 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 ding. Bonus points if you know what year the Jets won the, won the AFC and the Dolphins. Uh, Jets was 2009? Uh, it was 2002. It was, it was the year after Brady won his first Super Bowl. You mm. sure remember when the, when the Dolphins won their last AFC East title. It's a little bit more recent. Yeah, Tony, Tony Sperano was their head coach, right? Yes, Tony Sperano was the head coach. Uh, Chad Tanton was the quarterback. Brett Favre was a member of the Jets. 2007. There you go. That was, that was the year that no, Brady... First game against the Kansas City Chiefs, spread like you know, towards ACL out for the year. Well, that's only two years, man. The level of consistency is on the edge of Tom Brady. That's what it's all about. You know, Brady ain't gonna be there forever. It doesn't matter. It don't have to be. He's going to get as much wins and as yards to pile it up because no one's going to touch that. The only thing people could touch in that is is passing yards. That's it. But no one's going to touch his postseason wins. No no one's going to touch his postseason touchdowns. No, no one's going to touch that. That's that's booked. No one's no quarterback-coach com combination is, is going to do what Brady and Belichick has ever done in life. 
So that's that's cool. And where where most likely, most likely, maybe maybe even highly likely, never gonna see another player with six Super Bowls and eight straight title games, three straight Super Bowl appearances. It's it's, it's not gonna happen. Let's uh, let's run down. Now, before we'll get back to football in a bit. Let's let, let's stick to baseball here. Now, but, you know, now you know now what the Yankees Astros tomorrow, and the reason and you say tomorrow is not about swing. I say tomorrow's about swing for this. Like, look, I, I know Zach Greinke's a good pitcher, but the reason why I say he, I, the reason why I say this is because out of out of the, out of the two out of the two out of the three Houston big three starters. be nice, but, like, it's not a must-win. The series isn't over if they lose game one. Yankee Twitter will probably lose that shit, but I'm telling you, if Yankees go in tomorrow night, and it's 11.30, 12 o'clock, and Nationals won, series ain't over. I just think that, like, if if you can win the game, you know, so, so based on your responses, based 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 on the time of your response and the pause, you're basically saying if Yankees were small, it's over. If the Yankees were what? If, if the Yankees were what? If the Yankees lose tomorrow, you're saying it's over. I'm not saying it's over. I'm just saying it's it's gonna be hard. Because I mean, it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be harder. You're gonna make you're gonna make the path harder. If you win game one against Granky, it's easy. It, it, it'll make it easier. Like if you lose game two, you took you did your job and you took home field. But the goal is not to give home field back. If you know, say Cole throws up a gem in game three at, at Yankee Stadium. Oh. Home home field is basically gonna flip flop back and forth, cause honestly, it's probably gonna go in the Yankee Stadium one one. So, I I I highly doubt someone's going into Yankee Stadium one two. Um, so it it really doesn't matter whether Yankees win game one or game two. Now, if if they go into Yankee Stadium game two. I will say it's pretty, pretty close over. Now, in like two episodes back with Frank, even before the ALD started for Yankees, I said Astros would advance to the World Series. And I, it's not that I don't have faith in the Yankees. I'm going to stick with that. Because ultimately, ultimately, the starting pitching is big. It does not matter how much better the Yankees bullpen is. You know what? Garrett Cole is possibly not going to come out the game. 
If you cannot get Garrett Cole out the game, it doesn't matter that they only have Ryan Presley in the back of the bullpen because you're not going to get him out. Justin Verlander, game three was just short rest. Sunday's going to be regular regular rest for Verlander. I'm sure he's looked at the tape. He saw that his curveball was shit. So he's he's not going to be that Verlander. And ever since Justin Verlander was a member of the Houston Astros, Yankees have been owned. They only scored three runs against Verlander in the Bronx. And that was off a DJ home run, I think, about six inning. So I'm going to say the Astros win in six. I, I think the Yankees will get two. Probably, probably one in Houston and probably one in Yankee Stadium, maybe, maybe game three. I, I think the Yankees will go in the game four up 2 one. But the 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 Astros lineup and Yankee lineup are both deep, but the Astros are just a little better. You know they got guys that's that's done it before. And hey, if people want to come at me and call me a fake fan, cool. It's not it's not me being a fake fan. I have the utmost faith in the Yankees. I would love to be wrong. Prove me wrong. I would love to be wrong. But also. After watching the DS, Aaron Boone is getting too, too cute with how the fuck he's using Adovino. And you know what? There's going to be a game that he uses three fucking relievers in one inning. And you know what? If they get to extra innings, hey, guess what, guy? That cost you. So if you manage like that, you, you can manage like that against the Twins and get away with it. Cool. I'm down for that. But you cannot do that against Houston. The guy, the guy has been easy, one of the best relievers all year. He can get fucking lefties out. Walks will happen eventually, but he can get the guys out. So if Boomman is like that, that that quick trigger pull happy, it's gonna hurt them, and that's just how it is. I said earlier, you know, earlier. Uh, you know, earlier, I said the Yankees will win. Do you remember how many games I said? I said the Yankees in six, right? I'm pretty, pretty sure you said six, yes. I'm pretty sure, you know. And I have been thinking, you know, I have been thinking hard. I've been thinking long. And we don't flip-flop. Do we flip-flop in this show? We don't flip-flop. No. I'm st- I, I have to stick with it. And this is why. And I guess a part of me is being a little Yankee homer, but this is why I say Yankees in six. I think game one is. I think game one is crucial. I think game one is important. I think if you get if you if you get if you hit Blanky, I think you know I think people have a good chance. I say the Yankees win game one. I say the Yankees lose game two. I think. I think somehow, some way, I think Houston gets a game in the Bronx. I know, I know, I know, I know. Yankees fans are like, oh, we, we, we go sweep you. Houston is too good and too talented of a team to sweep in the Bronx. I think Houston, you know, I, trust me, Houston is Houston is too good and too talented. They're going to win a game. They're going to win a game. And I think they're going to win game three with Cole Stars. Houston's going to win game three. I think the Yankees win games four, five, and six. And I think that because I think... This Yankee team, I think this is different. The Yankees are deep. The Yankees are more more healthier. I think the Yankees are clicking on all cylinders. Seems like you know, I, I feel Stanton and Sanchez are going to have big 
big impact on this series. You know, I think Boone is going to learn not to over... If, if Boone manages, I agree, if Boone manages how he manages against the Twins, against the Astros, then you're going to lose the series. Then, then you're going to, like, kill your bullpen. So I think, you know, let Adovino face the lefties. He's one of the better relievers. He Don't just use him for, you know, for... Don't just use him for, like, your power hitters. You know, he can, he can get, you know, he can get lefties out. And also... You know, the Yankees are proving that they, they don't need the long... Yes, they can hit home runs, but they're also proving that they don't need the long balls to beat you. They can beat you in other ways. So I'm thinking that the Yankees, with, with learning from what they learned in 2017 and 2018, this team is more experienced and they're hungry and they said they know what they have to do. I think the Yankees will exact their revenge on Houston. I say Yankees in six. I say the Yankees are going to the World Series against the St. Louis Cardinals. Well, I hope you are right. We did have Yankees. Well, you had Yankees in five against the Twins. I had Yankees in four. And guess what? We both were wrong. Yep. So, I, I, I mean, would it surprise me if Houston went six? No. Would not surprise me at all. Houston, for the reasons you just said, it, their starting pitching is so good they don't even have to rely on their bullpen. That's why do you think they kept going Link and Link and they was and then you know AJ Hinch was screeching every single last out out of you know out of Cole. So they don't find because they know that if Houston goes to about the bullpens with the Yankees, I give the Yankees the edge on that. But starting pitching is so good that they don't that you know they don't need their bullpen. So, but the Yankees can, you know, can wear them out, wear them out, follow up pitches, follow up pitches, like make, make Granky, make, you know, not just Granky, but make all Houston starters, key, you know, consistently have to throw strikes. Then you're going to tire them, you're going to wear them out, and then the more, and then they're going to, then even the best of the best pitchers make a mistake, and you want to clap on that. For the Yankees, again, keep it to three runs or less against this Houston team. I get it, it, and I get it. If you're playing against D Star, D, you know, because you're going to give up runs. You're not going to shut the Houston team out. Houston's going to get their runs. But as long as you're staying in the game, if Houston lets you hang around, they're going to make a mistake, and you have to capitalize on that mistake. Absolutely. That's why game one, if Greggy's pitching, capitalize on his mistakes. Because the last thing you want to do is let good pitchers, you know, wear you down. Because that's what's going to happen. Uh, Right now, game one of the National Championship Series is on TBS. It's just getting ready to start. And I think it's going to be good. Um, There was a tweet I saw today from from a White House representative and her name is Katherine Watson. I will never understand being emotionally invested in sports teams and their success or failure. Watching a game? Question mark. Delightful. Playing one? Ten times better. Apart from that, nope, don't get it. Maybe it's because my family never was my... Never was. My dad loved watching games on Sunday afternoon, but he was never crushed or buoyed by how it seemed it. And to Catherine Watson, I will say this. How about you shut your mouth and you don't talk about things that 
you don't know. Now, now, also, here's, 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 here's my question to you. You are a White House threat. I'm, I'm sure you have more important things to be tweeting about. Why are you tweeting about sports? Um, is it because Trump called Kirk Cousins for 30 seconds to say, hey, great game? But why are you trying to judge people, you know? And then someone put a very funny tweet. Make sure you have that same feeling when you're booing about what role the bachelor gives the bachelorette. I, I thought that was pretty funny. But it's like people spend money on jerseys and shirts. They buy tickets. They go to games. They 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 cheer for the fans. Now, if they act how some of these Yankee Twitter people act, like don't like I I saw this one tweet where like it was about a Yankee and um someone said, "Oh, I I just gave birth." Now that's fucking dumb. You know, there's there there's a tweet going around about apparently Alex Bregman. You know, kind of <laughs> showed the inseam of his. You know. Junk. We 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 are not going to discuss junk junk on this show. But yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and uh and uh the member of the FTL gang said, "Oh, it fits it." Alex Bregman four point five, DJ Lemayhu ten point five. See stuff like that is fucking corny. That's fucking dumb. That is weird. Other than that, it's about passion. It's about having love for something and caring about something. So, I get it. You're a member of the White House press. You want to sound smart. You want to try to impress people. You want to branch out. Cool. But why would you come out people when you don't even know yourself? It's it's just like me or you trying to talk about a girl of maybe having an abortion or not. We We don't know how it feels. We, we, we can never give birth. So why are we talking about something that we don't know? So Kat, Catherine Watson, I say, respectfully as I can, shut your mouth. Uh, my thing is, um, the fact that you're taking this time to talk about sports, isn't there other issues you need to worry about, like, you know, isn't and you know, isn't there other issues you need to worry about in the White House, like things that's going on in this country that that's way more important than people like loving the sports. This is why I don't like when sports and politics mix up. Like, keep the sports to the sports people. People have their reasons why they're passionate and they love their team. Let them love their team. And and, and if people and if people didn't care, why is it praise every time a team wins the title? If people didn't care, then you know what? Don't watch sports. Don't even play sports. Hell, don't even you know don't 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 even pay attention to anything sports. Let sports be sports, and you worry about the things that's going on with this. You know, you know, with countries and issues and all that. You deal with the country stuff. Let the sports people deal with the sports stuff. And here's another thing that I need to bring up. And it's about Zach Greinke. Um, we talked about Zach Greinke pitching game one. Um, and normally in this show, we don't um, we, we we don't talk about these types of issues. But I have to I have to approach this because this is kind of serious. It's about Zach Greinke's press conference. Um, as people don't, as people know, Zach Greinke suffers from high levels of anxiety, and he 
and he does not do very well with social confrontation, social conformalities and whatnot, because he, because you know, he has a severe case of anxiety, and it's you know, it is very bad. So he, that's why he gave the press conference when he did. So those people making fun of Zach Greinke, you need to stop. I suffer from anxiety, and I know what that's like. And I can tell you, I can tell you this is that those that it's not fun. It is awful. You know, anxiety is very, very terrible. The fact of the matter is that, you know, there are people like me every single day that, you know, that have to deal with this. And we do, and then we don't, we're not open about it because we are not, you know, we are not judgmental about it. Let's, if you're going to talk about Granky, let Granky be Granky. We'll talk about Granky the seal. Do not talk about Granky's personal issues. Don't talk about Granky's mental health issues. And yes, there was mental health day. So that's why this is kind of important to me. Leave leave mental leave people that deal with mental health issues. They have they need to seek help. And Granky and Granky looks like someone that he needs help with his with what what he's going through. But please don't make fun of Granky what he's going through with his own mental health issues. Keep it strictly on the field, which is why I only talk about the field. I don't talk about outside the field. Please keep it in the field. There are lines you don't cross, and talking about someone's mental health is bad. I know there's a stigma out there that males are not supposed to be, we're not supposed to be like they're not supposed to feel that way, we're supposed to be strong, we're tough, oh, deal with that, you know, you're called a punk, you know what I mean? Men, men suffer, men suffer more mental, mental health illnesses than women because men do not talk about it. So, let Please, if you don't, if you don't talk about Zach, you know Zach Granke, keep it respectfully on the field. Don't bring up anything that involves mental health because mental health is not a joke. It is very serious, and people are afraid to seek help because people are afraid of being judged. And in this world, unfortunately, especially males, males get judged harshly when it comes to mental health issues because they're not supposed to have it. So, please keep it on the field. Keep it on the field only. Here's my thing. I will not talk about another one's mental health because I don't thank God I don't suffer suffer from anything like that. But he acted like Marshawn Lynch out there. He acted like a clown. You are getting paid thirty plus million dollars, and you know what? Media is part of it. Act fake it, fake it for me. Act enthused. Say you know what? Yeah, man. It's it's ALCS game one star. I'm honored. And you know, keep keep it short and sweet. But he was like, "Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just gonna go out there and pitch." You know, like I I don't really want to be here, but I'm forced to be here, so I'm 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 just gonna act like a little child about it. Like, no, you are a grown ass man. And hey, listen, you deserve the right to earn money. But hey, maybe sports isn't for you, bro. You. You you done this for what ten years? Hey, maybe just hang it up. If this is not for you, then you know what? Don't pitch. And I I'm I'm gonna tell you when you take the hill in Yankee Stadium, 
And maybe the Astros won't pitch him just for that reason. But if you take the hill in Yankee Stadium, it's wrong. It shouldn't happen. But I guarantee you there's going to be fans that cross that line. They're going to call you a nut job. They're going to call you a fruitcake. They're going to call you a mental health person or something like that. So if that's something you cannot handle, call call quit. Sports is not for you. You made enough money. Hopefully you invested it well. And hopefully you can just live your life. But focus on yourself. Sports is not for you, buddy. A person with your anxiety issues, hey, don't be in the spotlight. Because it's going to come to you. And any Yankee fan that that's going to tweet Donald, it's his first name. That's not a burn. Get smart, you fucking idiot. Saying Donald. Oh, Donald. <laughs> No, it's not a burn. It's his first name. Uber was corny as fuck. But it was a little funny. Chanting Donald will not be funny. It's stupid. It's just trying to keep it going. So be smart. Please don't please don't tweet something like that. In, in hockey, when a goalie is struggling, they do they chant the first name. Like, I remember, like, when Henrik Lundqvist was struggling uh, against the Islanders, Islanders would say, Henrik. But why, though? It's a, it's a thing. It's a thing, though. It's a thing, though. Um, that's just what they do. Um, they, um, they do it, bye-bye. They do it as a thing of, they do it as a thing of, Hockey, it's a way to make fun of them, you know, because you, because you're having a bad day. That, that's what and hockey does. Uh, I can't explain where the origin comes from, but, you know, when, when, like, say, Mark Andre Floyd for the Vegas Knights was playing, uh, they were playing the San Jose Sharks, and, you know, he was, he gave up, like, he's giving up, like, six, seven goals. They'll be, they, they'll be chanting Flurry because they can't say Mark Andre, so they chant Flurry, Flurry. So they did, it, it's a way to like mock them and, and, and laugh at them. So that, that, mm-hmm. that's why, that, that, that's why there's going to be, there's going to be a lot of Donald chants. That's why you saw the Uber chants for, for Ryan Dryback on game two because, you know, the man was an Uber driver. Yeah, yeah, but that's a little funny. With saying Donald, I don't, it just makes no sense. It's just first name. <laughs> Topic, I, I gotta give Ryan Dre, Dre back some credit. Dobnak. Yeah, I saw that. But then he also tweeted out Maven's p- police report from San Francisco too. Yeah, he did because Maven, because for those who don't know, Maven got arrested for DUI. So it it, it, it was it was quite funny. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I I, 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 give, I give Randy that. That he, you know, he, that that was a savage tweet. Good for you on that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, though, I, I still, you know, I still think the Cardinals will win the series tonight. And, you know, my co, and I know our final predictions. I have Yankees in six. My co-host has Astros in six. 
and this is and you know obviously whichever gets whichever team gets the World Series will give a World Series prediction. And whether the Yankees make the World Series or not, we will still do postseason baseball coverage just so people know. Whether the Yankees make it to the World Series or not, this is not an exclusive baseball podcast. It's not exclusive Yankee podcast for people who don't know. There are Yankees strictly only podcast, not this podcast. This is called the Sports Dudes, and Yankee baseball is not our only forte. We still have Steak Watch that's in full effect. And right now, as we recap earlier, hold hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm I'm seeing a tweet by a David P. Sampson. And I'm going to read it to you because I, I'm i trying to understand it, but it's not making sense. Unreal that Daniel Hudson is on paternity list and missing game one of the NLCS. Only excuse would be a problem with the birth or health of baby or mother. If all is well, he needs to get to St. Louis. Inexcusable. Will it matter? Wait to see. And a very, very good girl on Twitter. A lot of Yankee people hate her, and I don't understand. She is a Red Sox fan, but she, she, she like does her own thing. She's with the press. Her name is Gabrielle. Unreal that you actually tweeted this. But I'm not sure what he meant in, in, in this tweet. Like, 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 does he mean that he shouldn't put her over the game? If that's what he means, he's a fucking clown shoe. Because it's your wife, man. It's 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 the kid. It, it could be your first child or, or fourth child. You're going to want to see the birth of your baby. So I don't get what angle he's trying to get at here. That was a bad That too was bad. Because it made no sense. I had no idea where, where that was going. So, yeah, really, yeah, really yeah, like that. That's why I read it out loud because I was just reading it back and forth to my mind like three or four times, and I cannot understand it. Yeah, I'm still trying to process this tweet, and I don't. It's not registering with me um, right now. Um, as we speak, the Islanders are going to Carolina Hurricanes as we speak. Um, Rangers, the Rangers play tomorrow. They play tomorrow against the Edmonton Oilers. Both teams are 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 both teams are starting off really hot. Edmonton is four and and all and Rangers are two zero and all. So you know that game is good. Um, right now, you know Oilers are losing up to a slow start. They're one two and zero against the Hurricanes, who a lot of people like. So keep tabs on that. The Devils are zero and three. They are they are struggling. They play tomorrow against the Boston Bruins, who are off to a good start. At this team, you know. What about the Rangers? Yeah, I just said two zero and They have you know Rangers are off to a good start. The Islanders and Devils off to a slow start. So hopefully, all the other two local teams can take up the pace here. Um, this Sunday, you have the Dallas Cowboys against the New York Jets. Sam Donald is very expected to return. Um, the spread for the game is eight points. I say Dallas will still cover because you're going to see Dak Prescott, you know, play really well. Then you see the Cowboys say, say there goes Dak. You see Dak? That's my quarterback. Dak is my quarterback. That's my elite quarterback right there. Which, which he is not elite. I will still take Daniel Jones, who even though he struggled against Bill Belichick, I will still take him over Dak. 
because the reason why I say this, I will say it to you, I'll say it to all these Cowboys fans, Dak is overrated, overrated. He is benefited because he has a great running back in Ezekiel Elliott and a pretty good defense. That's it. Dak is overrated. He is not that good. I'm sorry, he's not that good. There are quite, I will still take Tom Brady at 42 years old over Dak Prescott. I like I'll, that. I I'll like take, that. I'll take Brady at 50 over Dak Prescott. Yee! Tom Brady at 50. Yo, imagine Tom Brady at 50 just standing in the pocket. And, and at this point, he can't be touched. Like, there's there's bouncers in front of him saying, yo, if you touch Tom Brady, I'm going to fucking shoot you. And, and, and Edelman is just jogging down the sideline saying, Tom, Tom. And he just throws a... And also, by the way, at 42, he throws a perfect spiral. When Peyton Manning retired at like 38, his balls were looking fucking ugly. So Tom Brady still throws the best spiral. But Tom Brady slings that rock, and Edelman catches it. And then Joe Buck's like, Tom Brady just threw for over 100,000 yards. Ah, yeah. And I will say this though. I will say this about. I will say this about about that. Like I feel at at fifty, hell, they can you know they get they they can take the rules where like you can't even sack the quarterback. You know you just have to make perfect reads. I will still take fifty fifty year old Tom Brady. That you know that 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 seen a lot of football in his days. I will still take him over Dak Prescott because Dak Prescott is overrated. He's overrated. He's not that good. Well, Dak Prescott is three and two. Let's see here. He played a very bad Giants team. Who's been playing better late? Um, the Dolphins are terrible and the Redskins are terrible. When he played against good teams, like and let me ask you a question, my lovely co-host. When he played against the Saints without Drew Brees, what happened? Uh, they played the Saints a while ago. Yeah, and who won that game? The Patriots. No, I'm talking about the Cowboys. The, the, I'm talking about the Cowboys. The, the, Cow- the Cowboys against Saints? Yeah, remember the Cowboys Saints Sunday Night Football? Uh, didn't they lose? Yes, the Cowboys lost the Saints to make a point when they played against the Chiefs. The Cowboys lose. The Cowboys started against Aaron Rodgers. You know who won that game? Duh. Aaron Rodgers, baby. Oh. But it, 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 it's to prove a point that the Cowboys can't beat good teams. So I can't wait when the Cowboys play against the Patriots this year, uh, this year at Gillette Stadium. What's going to be the Cowboys' excuses when Tom Brady kills them? Well, at this point, man... The Patriots are having so many injuries that has to stop. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Lacoste is out. Yeah, and also, didn't you? Yeah, Josh Gordon got injured, too, on that fumble. When the Giants made that football, I saw in real speed, Gordon got hit hard. Yeah, he was limping today. Now, it helps them because this is basically a bye week. Because they don't play till Monday, so everybody has 10 days off. 
and it could not have came at the more perfect time. But how many more injuries are you gonna get? And right now, this is basically worse than all the ink injuries because these are like big, big football injuries. You know, an injury in football isn't the same as an injury in baseball. Yes, you have you're basically only playing one game a week, a week two max. Two is the max, but you can't. So some of these hits, like most of these guys, when they get hit, they probably ice the first full day just to get the body right. Like 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 they do cryo, they do stuff like that, you know. So like an an ankle hit, it's it's bad. So Gordon's all speed. So who knows? I mean, it just. But but I'm telling you, I do not want them to take back Antonio Brown. It's just not worth it. I was about it. to say that. I was about to say that. I was I was you let me you just you you're so good at this man. You just let me you know you know you just let me into my into my next question. You know you just let me into my next. As a Patriot fan, and we only got two minutes left because we got to get ready for the lovely you know. Skill wise, yes, but even then, it's just it's just not worth it. Ooh, Tyler Wade, Brian Holt just tweeted this. Tyler Wade appears to be an odd man out as the Yankees advance to the ALCS because it shows all of the BP groups. And you got Urshela, DJ, Didi, Gardner, and Sanchez in one group. Judge, Stanton, Torres, and Encarnacion in another group. And Romine, Maven, Voigt, and Hicks in another group. That means Hicks is, that means Hicks, Hicks is, repla- that means Hicks is replacing uh, Wade. Wow. I'm, 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 I'm super shocked. I guess they want the backup first baseman. Just in case. Yeah. DJ or or um, can I see him get hurt? But uh, yeah, that book that means. But also, I still wouldn't put Hicks in the lineup, though. I still wouldn't. But real, real, real quick on AB talent wise, yes. But even then, it's it's just it's just too much. You know, Absolutely. it's just it's just too much. Please. We'll be back on with our lovely guest Pam. You know, we will. You know, we will. We will be back later. Um, Julian, thanks for coming on. You know, we we we're gonna get you on next week on more time. You know, so you know. But uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. We'll be back soon. Pam will be our second guest. It's our first time we're doing a two guest show. We're in this. We'll see you guys in a bit. Absolutely, guests are great. Pam, get ready for the fire.